Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to the Liz Wheeler Show. I strongly disagree with the idea that it is, quote, none of our business to talk about Steven Crowder's horrendous public divorce. We're Republicans, we're conservatives. Are we the party of family values or not? Steven Crowder's the one who made it public, first of all. So it's not, it's not that we are sticking our noses in where it doesn't belong. But second of all, if we are the party of family values, if that's what we stand for, right? If those are our principles and our, 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 our values, if that's what our, our entire political agenda is built on, then it's not only our business to get involved, it is our duty to protect those who are being abused especially those who might not have a voice or might not have a platform as big as their abuser. If someone is being abused, it's always our business to get involved, to talk about it, to weigh in on it. It's not gossip. This is exactly what the conservative movement and the Republican Party is built on. We're built on the idea that we are pro-family, and to be pro-family is to speak up in defense when someone is allegedly abusing their own family. So if you haven't been following along with this, Steven Crowder, obviously wildly popular conservative commentator, announced last week that he was undergoing a, or that he was going through a divorce. This is what he said on his show. Uh, since 2021, I've been living through what has increasingly been a horrendous divorce. Now, let me say on the outset, to be clear, there is no infidelity, any kind of physical abuse at all on either side. And no, this was not uh, my choice. My then wife decided that she didn't want to be married anymore. And in the state of Texas, that is completely permitted. It's been the most heartbreaking experience of my life, what I consider to be my deepest personal failure. And just so you know, my opinions on parenting and families have not changed. Um, I've always believed that children need a mom and a dad, that divorce is horrible. And I still believe that children need a mom and a dad and that divorce is horrible. But in today's legal system, my beliefs don't matter. It's, it's pretty simple. Um, I loved a woman so much that I married her. A woman who, despite all of this, I still love as the mother of my children. And she wanted something else for her life. That's not my choice. She simply wanted out, and the law says that that's how it works. Now, of course, look, I get it. There are multiple sides to every story, but one thing that is undeniable uh, in this case is that it's no one's fault but my own in that I picked wrong, and that's certainly not the fault of my children. Now, if you got pretty creepy vibes listening to that video, if all of your red flags started flying listening to that video, then you're not alone. That's one of the most self-righteous videos. Self-righteous in the way that painting himself as, vic as a victim, but the things that he said are very serious red flags, very serious red flags. So it came as no surprise when the family of his soon-to-be ex-wife released a statement saying that Steven Crowder had been emotionally abusing his wife for years and that she had hid this abuse for years. I wanna, I wanna get into the video that her family released on her behalf that demonstrates this, that shows us that this is not just a verbal back and forth and a nasty divorce, that there is 
some really nasty stuff that's happening. And again, that is certainly our business as the conservative movement to comment on and to be involved in because we are the party of family values. So let's dive right into that. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so journalist Yashar Ali received, I I assume he received this from Hillary Crowder, that's the name of Stephen Crowder's wife, from her family, perhaps um, her family because she is not allowed to discuss these details in public, so she had her family give it to him. She, uh, Yashar Ali released a statement from Hillary Crowder's family as well as a video, and this is part of the statement that was received. Um, The truth is that Hillary spent years hiding Stephen's mentally and emotionally abusive behavior from her friends and family while she attempted to save their marriage. She was the one who was asking to work on their relationship to keep the marriage intact for their unborn children. In June of 2021, Stephen left their home to pursue elective surgery. Hillary urged him to get the help he needed to address his abuse with the hope that their marriage could be saved and they could peacefully live together as a family. Instead, Stephen refused to do so and chose not to be with his wife during the birth of their twin children. After the birth, Stephen bought a townhouse and left their home permanently. Hillary was unaware that Stephen had hired a divorce attorney and asked his assistant to cut Hillary off financially. There is significant documentation substantiating these facts. They then provided some of this documentation. They provided a video that was taken on a ring camera. The scene of this interaction between Hillary Crowder and Stephen Crowder takes place on what looks like the back porch of their home. Maybe that's why it was it was being surveilled by the ring uh, the ring video camera. I'm not gonna show you the entire video. It's really disturbing. It's it's really traumatic to watch, honestly. I am gonna show you a little bit of it so that you can understand that it's not just a nasty divorce that we're talking about. It's not just people saying mean things to each other. That the way that Steven Crowder was behaving, things that he was saying to his then eight-month pregnant wife, she had she was carrying twins, pregnant with twins, was the definition of emotionally and verbally uh, abusive. So take a look at this. The only way out of this is discipline and respect. It's the only way out of this, Stephen. and we're at an impact. We are at an impasse. Good. Because you can't have any discipline and respect. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You throw your hand, you give up so easily. I don't give up so easily. You, know, you give up so easily. I just said the only way out of this is discipline and respect. You said, then we're at an impasse. Stephen, no, we are at an impasse, okay? I love you, but Stephen, Stephen, your beast is sick. Your beast Watch it. is sick. Watch it. Fucking watch it. I'm gonna let go, I'll get what you need me to get. And I, I need some space. You need to just stop engaging for a little bit. Okay? I love you. I love you very much. I don't love you. That's the big problem. 
I've never received love from you. And the fact is, when I go, look, I need you to do A, B, C, and D, you just be disciplined about it. They go, no. But I love you more than life itself. Okay. Put on some gloves. No. But I love you more than life itself. That's not fair. That's not fair, and it's disingenuous. Hillary, you're right, right in the past. Become someone, let's see me, day in and day out, worthy of a life worth. No, not as a life. I didn't say as a life. Hillary, Hillary, come on now. I'm not going to engage. I'm not going to engage anymore. I'm going to go. I'll get texting what you need. I'll get you what you need. I, I love you. I'm committed to you. Are you committed enough to do those things? I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to do those things. Are you committed enough to do those things? You're not committed to anything. You're not committed to anything. You just said I love you and committed to you. Walk the dogs, put on some gloves. Walk the dogs, put on some gloves. Are you committed enough to do those things? Are you committed enough to do those things? Are you committed enough to do those things? Walk the dogs, put on some gloves. Are you committed enough to get the medication the dogs Don't you take that in. It, it actually makes me sick to my stomach to watch that video. At the very end of the video, for anybody who's listening on audio, there's a graphic that says, immediately after the two of them walk into the house, Stephen, by his own admission, screams, I will F you up to his pregnant wife who then flees the home. It actually makes me sick to my stomach to watch this video, to see a grown man speak that way to a woman, a vulnerable woman who is eight months pregnant. That is not a man. Crowder responded, Stephen Crowder responded after his wife released this video through journalist Yashara Ali. Crowder uh, released another video addressing this, and it's very short. You won't have to suffer through this much longer. We'll get to the point of why it's so important to talk about this. I just want to make sure you have all the information to know what it is that we're talking about. This is what Crowder said in response. I commented on my ongoing divorce on Tuesday, requesting privacy in the best interest of the family, but also by court order agreed upon by all parties. Look, Broken marriages are ugly, and in them people do ugly things. Myself, of course included, I would never claim otherwise. However, due to recent misleadingly edited leaks to the tabloid press without context and not subject to consequences of the court, well, if not privacy, the next best option is truth. So today, I have filed a motion to officially unseal all files as they relate to the matter of legal record finances, relevant medical records, including mental health history or evaluations, depositions, and any motions or sanctions from the courts of Texas. I will not be leaking private marital information to the press, but if the privacy agreements are not respected by all parties, I will address all that is a matter of irrefutable legal record in full context now. Full context. What is he talking about? What, what context is it appropriate to scream, I will F you up to your pregnant wife? What context would make a video like that appropriate? There is no context in which it is ever appropriate to scream, I will F you up to your pregnant wife. It is abusive no matter the context, 100% of the time. Secondly, Stephen Crowder in his first video talked about being extorted or he, he made some weird allegation that Candace Owens was extorting him because she, she said a couple of months ago on her podcast to pray for Stephen because he was going through a lot. And he is trying to twist that in some way to 
make the allegation that she extorted him, that uh, apparently the allegation is that if he did not reveal his divorce, she would reveal it. No one saw that except him. He made that up. Um, but what, is it, what he's doing right now is he's trying to extort his ex-wife. He's saying, um, if, you don't, if you don't stay silent and allow me to say false things on my show, then I will release your medical records as they pertain to your mental health care or your mental health um, issues. And this is what I say. I don't care if Hillary Crowder has anxiety. I don't care if Hillary Crowder has depression. I don't care if Hillary Crowder has schizophrenia or bipolar. I don't care what she has. I don't care what she's dealing with when it comes to mental health. All that tells me is if she does struggle with some kind of mental health issue, which a lot, a lot of people do, then she's even more vulnerable and she should be protected even more. And it's even worse and more egregious that Steven Crowder would talk to her if she's in some kind of mentally vulnerable state. Steven said in his first video that he, he didn't want to talk about the details of anything out of respect for the privacy of his children because he wanted to put his children first. Well, now he's trying to unseal all the records. What about, what about the privacy of your children? Do they no longer have a right to privacy? It is no longer in their best interest for you not to talk about this? Steven Crowder is lying because his behavior is abusive and monstrous. And the reason that it is our business to talk about this, the reason we actually have a responsibility to talk about this is because Steven Crowder, A, made it public. He put it out in the public sphere, which makes it perfectly permissible to speak about. But moreover, Steven Crowder is one of the most prominent conservatives in our nation. Steven Crowder has had a tremendous influence on the conversation, especially around cultural issues in our nation over the course of the past 10 years. And I find it infuriating when a prominent figure becomes a hypocrite. When a prominent figure becomes a hypocrite, it tarnishes our values. Because now, you can see this on Twitter, you can see this all, any, anywhere. This story is enormous. This was trending in the top 20 Google searches on all of Google was Steven Crowder's wife. People all over on both sides of the aisle are talking about this. And what the left is doing is they're using this to tarnish all conservative values by saying, well, this is what conservatives do. This is what Christians do. This is what Christian men who talk about a strong nuclear family. This is what people who are anti-abortion. This is people who, um, who are pro-traditional marriage. This is how they act. They are trying to conflate Stephen Crowder's horrendous abuse of his wife with conservative values, traditional family values, and Christianity. And I find that so infuriating because it's the opposite of true. It actually, it actually um, reminds me of what of what's happening inside the Catholic Church, right? Or what the Catholic Church has been dealing with for the past several decades now, where Catholic priests, some Catholic priests, a small minority of Catholic priests, have egregiously abused their office and abused, sexually abused small children. We all know the stories about this. It's horrendous. It's nauseating. It is actual satanic behavior from spiritual leaders who we are supposed to trust. They are supposed to be um, Christ-like figures to us, and they have instead acted the opposite. They have acted as the devil. They've acted destructively. They've acted, there's no words to possibly describe that kind of horrific abuse. But what the left does, what anybody who doesn't like the Catholic Church does, is they conflate that. They say like, oh, well, these priests are acting, are abusing these children, therefore Christianity is a total crock, when the truth of the matter is, what those priests are doing are the exact opposite of Catholic doctrine. They are abusing Catholic doctrine. They are abusing the children who are made in the image of God. It is, it is completely counter. They are subverting Catholic doctrine. That's exactly what 
what Steven Crowder is doing with family values, right? You and I can sit here and understand that. We see that. We know that Christianity, especially within Christian marriage, men are called to be sacrificial. Men are called to be, yes, the leader of the household in the sense that they would be willing to die for their wife and their children. They are called to be the leader of the household the way that Christ is the head of his church. Christ was Christ came to earth, not to sound preachy here, but Christ came to earth and died on a cross to forgive our sins. That's what leadership and spiritual headship means in a Christian context. And Stephen Crowder is doing exactly the opposite of that. So you and I can sit here and we can say, well, he's not being a Christian. He's not acting according to Christian values. He's flouting Christian values. We can sit here and say, well, when you are pro-family politically, when you talk about the importance of marriage, when you talk about the importance of commitment to your spouse, when you talk about the importance of that nuclear family unit, a married mom and dad raising their children, and you do these things, you exploit your children and use them as a shield to hide your own abuse when you, uh, because you're abusing your pregnant wife because you have idolized yourself with an elective surgery and pretended to the public that it was some kind of medical necessity, well, you're doing the exact same thing. You are, you are acting, you are subverting all of, the, all of the values. And again, you and I can sit here and we can see this, but what about the other side? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The other side isn't interested in seeing the truth. The other side is interested instead in exploiting this and saying, ha ha, look at that Christian. Ha ha, look at that conservative who pretended to be a follower of Christ, who pretended to be pro-family and look at the reality of conservatism. Steven Crowder has done more damage, not only to his wife and his children and himself and his family and his soul, but to the conservative movement through his selfish abuse of his family He's done more, he's inflicted more damage on the conservative movement than any good that he ever did with his, with his podcasts and his Change My Minds and his political activism over the course of the past two decades. It absolutely is appropriate and proper and right and our duty to speak out against him for doing this. Because not only, again, not only are we called to speak up for those who are abused and for people who don't have a voice to defend themselves, but if we don't reject that, then it's going to become an effective weapon for the left. He has become an effective weapon for the left. He has allowed himself by his deliberate choices to be used as an effective weapon for the left. I refuse to let that happen. He's not only a hypocrite, he's cruel. This behavior is monstrous. And where, by the way, is his family? He works with his father every day. Darren Crowder works on Steven Crowder's team. Where's his father like stopping Steven Crowder from behaving like this? 
Steven Crowder is obviously a man spiraling. Candace Owens was not incorrect when she said that we should pray for him. He obviously needs prayer. But where's his family? Where's his brother Jordan? They used to make videos together all the time. They kind of came up in the conservative movement together. Where is his family stopping this behavior? Where's his family saying, wait a second, we love you enough that we're going to prevent you from sabotaging your family, abusing your wife, and self-destructing? This is the time when community is supposed to step in and intervene. But I don't see anybody around him doing that. I would highly recommend and advocate that they do so as soon as possible for the sake of both their son, their daughter-in-law, their grandchildren, and everyone involved, and the entire conservative movement and our country. Okay, guys, we're gonna talk about the horrific mass murder that happened in Texas. It was what turns out to be an illegal alien murdered five people, but the background of who this person is and how many times they've been deported is shocking. Francisco Orapeza is uh, the man who has been accused of murdering five people, five of his neighbors in Texas, including an eight-year-old child. The five people murdered are all Honduran nationals. Uh, Julissa Molina Rivera, age 31. Sonia Argentina Guzman, age 25. Diana Alvarado, age 21. Jose Casares, age 18. And Danielle Lasso, age eight. Five people murdered in cold blood. This murderer, Francisco Oropesa, is on the loose. He's on the lam. The sheriff in Texas has handed it over to the FBI because they don't know where he went and they can't find him. He's armed and dangerous, considered to be literally anywhere. This killer is 38 years old. And what, what surfaced, um, not immediately when this story was reported, but what has since surfaced is that Francisco Oropeso is an illegal alien. He is not a citizen of the United States. He is here in our country against the law. He is prohibited from being in our country, and yet he not only is here, he murdered five people while here. He's been deported reportedly three different times and come back. So started out not in our country, came across the border. ICE deported him. He came back. ICE deported him again. He came back again. ICE deported him a third time, most recently in 2016. And yet here he is again. He is back and a killer. And when Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was asked this past weekend um, to talk about border security because clearly our border is not secured. If this murderer was able to enter our country illegally four times, I guess, because if he entered three, if he was deported three times, that means he entered three times, and then a fourth because he's here now. Mayorkas was asked to define well, what what exactly is a secure border given the context of the mass amount of illegal aliens who are pouring across our border. This is what Mayorkas said. Take a listen. What's uh, the definition of secure border to you? It is in the context uh, in which we are working. It is maximizing the resources that we have available to us to deliver the most effective results. What? What does that even mean? Maximizing the resources available to us to create the the best results. What is the best results? How are you maximizing resources? This is obviously a lie, right? You and I can sit here and we can say, okay, well, that's not true. Mayorkas um, and the Biden administration have done the opposite of maximizing their capacity for border security. They could easily secure the border. They could stop immigration. They could um, they could have continued remain in Mexico. They could stop catch and release. They could 
do any number of things to better secure our border, and yet they chose, deliberately chose not to. With the border as insecure as it is, as porous, as open, as dangerous, it leads to things like this. It leads to illegal aliens who commit horrendous crimes. Not every illegal alien commits crimes, but this one did. This man, who should not have been here, committed a mass murder, five innocent people, an eight-year-old, a 31-year-old, a 25-year-old, a 21-year-old, and an 18-year-old are gone. They're dead because of this illegal alien. And Mayorkas said that, oh, maximizing resources to the best possible result. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? And then, of course, Mayorkas was asked about Oropesa and the fact that he is an illegal alien. And this is what Mayorkas said. There is some question about his citizenship. He supposedly had a, 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 a I guess they referred to it as a, a consulate card from Mexico, meaning he was here legally, but perhaps he had overstayed. So, Chuck, I've, I won't comment on it because it is an active case. Mm -hmm. uh, the tragedy uh, that occurred is, uh, you described it correctly, just absolutely horrific. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on the first TV. Watch the first on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. So you won't comment on his legal status, but you'll comment just on the political part of it. I, I hate when politicians do that. It's one of my pet peeves when they say, well, I can't comment on it except the way that I want to comment on it. I'm going to ignore your actual question, the information that is due the American public, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to make my comment that'll help me politically. Mayorkas should be impeached. For this alone, he should be impeached. He has neglected his duty to secure the United States border, the, the southern border specifically, and this is the result of it. Francisco Oropeza is an illegal alien who had been deported three times, the last time by ICE in 2016, and he committed this horrendous, this horrendous murder. And Mayorkas can't even define what a secure border is. What are we even facing with the Biden administration? What are they even doing? These people are beyond a joke. Um, we're going to talk about the craziest story from the Wall Street Journal uh, about Jeffrey Epstein and new information about who was palling around with Jeffrey Epstein. This is the kind of stuff that really convinces me that there is a conspiracy to conceal the actions of Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein. A conspiracy to conceal everybody who knew the reality of what Jeffrey Epstein was doing. Like, where did he make his money? And why was he palling around with the richest people on earth, the most powerful people on earth, politicians and bankers and Hollywood celebrities and presidents of the United States? Why did he have such close connections to the intelligence communities, both here in the United States and in Israel? How did he talk himself out of being uh, prosecuted on the federal level for 
for offenses for child sex trafficking, like blows my mind. And this is the kind of stuff that convinces me that yes, this isn't just incompetence or idiocy or one or two corrupt people. This is the stuff that convinces me that there's a much bigger conspiracy at play here. The Wall Street Journal. Let me bring this article up because I want to read the headline to you directly. The Wall Street Journal's headline says, um, Jeffrey Epstein's calendar includes CIA director Goldman Sachs and Noam Chomsky. So, hold on, my computer's going really slow. There we go. There we go. Epstein's private calendar reveals prominent names, including CIA chief, Goldman's top lawyer, schedules, emails, detail meetings in the years after he was a convicted sex offender. Visitors cite his wealth and connections. This is what the Wall Street Journal writes. The nation's spy chief, a longtime college president and two women in finance, the circle of people who associated with Jeffrey Epstein years after he was a convicted sex offender is wider than previously reported according to a trove of documents that include his schedules. William Burns, director of the Central Intelligence Agency since 2021, that means currently, under Biden, had three meetings scheduled with Epstein in 2014 when he was Deputy Secretary of State during the Obama administration. The documents show they first met in Washington and then Mr. Burns visited Epstein's townhouse in Manhattan. Catherine Rumler, a White House counsel under President Barack Obama, had dozens of meetings with Epstein in the years after her White House service and before she came a, became a top lawyer at Goldman Sachs Group in 2020. He also planned for her to join a 2015 trip to Paris and then a 2017 visit to Epstein's private island in the Caribbean. Leon Botstein, the president of Bard College, invited Epstein, who brought a group of young female guests to the campus. Noam Chomsky, a professor, author, and political activist, was scheduled to fly with Epstein to have dinner at Epstein's Manhattan townhouse in 2015. None of their names, the Wall Street Journal writes, appeared in Epstein's now public black book of contacts or in the public flight logs of passengers who traveled on his private jet. The documents show that Epstein arranged multiple meetings with each of them after he had served jail time in 2008 for a sex crime involving a teenage girl and was a registered sex offender. The documents, which include thousands of pages of emails and schedules for 2013 to 2017, have not been previously reported. The CIA chief. Who just like hangs out with the CIA chief when they are deputy, when they're before CIA chief, sure, but deputy secretary of state? Was this not a question asked during the backgrounding of this guy? Have you ever hung out with Jeffrey Epstein? Is this going to have to be the first question that we ask of anyone who enters government now? The former White House chief counsel. There seems to be a, a weird Obama tie-in that I noticed. I know we always talk about um, Clinton, Bill Clinton's associations with Jeffrey Epstein, but it seems to me that this is, a, this is two Obama tie-ins. The deputy secretary of state under Obama, who became Biden's CIA chief, and the former White House counsel under Obama, who then became a top lawyer at Goldman Sachs. That's something that has not previously been investigated. The conviction, Jeffrey Epstein's first conviction, the one where he basically cut a deal with federal prosecutors and instead pled, uh, and instead, instead did a state-level deal, that's what he was convicted of, that was in 2008, which means that was years. Year, he, he had been a convicted sex offender for years before these people were still palling around with him. This is the kind of stuff that convinces me that there's a much larger conspiracy going on. And here's the thing. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, clearly. Or if he technically killed himself, it was at the behest of someone who was threatening him. It's not, it's not a coincidence that the night that Jeffrey Epstein died, the guards that were supposed to check on him every 15 minutes didn't check on him for, what, eight hours? That his cellmate had been removed? 
that um, that that the video cameras weren't working and the videotapes were corrupted. This is not a coincidence. It's not a matter of, was he killed? The question is, who killed him or who orchestrated his killing? Who called for his killing? Lots of people. The answer the answer could be quite wide-ranging. The number of people who wanted him dead uh, was a large number. But there's one person alive today who knows the answers to all of this. And this is what, this is what really convinces me that this conspiracy, that the, pe- the players in this conspiracy are still active in politics and in business and in power today. There's one person who knows the answer to all of this, and that's Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell was not only Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend for years, she was his right-hand man. She ran all of his scams with him. She knows how he made his money. She knows whether he was associated with Israeli intelligence or US intelligence. She knows which political figures, politicians, bankers, world leaders, people like Bill Gates and Bill Clinton and all the rest of them, she knows who was associated with Jeffrey Epstein and she knows what kind of dirt Jeffrey Epstein had on those people. Why on earth are we not finding out from Ghislaine Maxwell what the truth about this is? Because it is looking more and more by the day like this is a very far-reaching actual conspiracy, not a conspiracy theory, but a far-reaching conspiracy that Jeffrey Epstein had dirt probably related to sexual offenses with underage girls, that he had dirt on so many people in the United States government that we cannot find out any any of the reality of what was going on. We can't figure out where he was getting his money. We can't figure out what his purpose was related to the intelligence communities in countries around the world. I mean, if you're trying to cover up for one person, right? Like if there's a cover up where it's like you have dirt on one or two or five people, somebody else is gonna find out about it and they're gonna leak it. But this is so wide reaching that there's not one person out there that can leak, that, can, that, can, that knows the truth and can tell us the truth. There's not one investigator in any position in government, whether it's in, in like the Department of Justice or whether it's in Congress in an oversight, in an oversight um, role about the intelligence community, there's nobody that's willing and able to investigate this. Like that should scare us. That should actually frighten us that every single person in a position of power is either compromised or fearful of investigating this to the point that we're just letting him get away with it, letting them all get away with it. The current she, the current CIA director, William Burns, and the former White House counsel under Obama, who's now at the top of Goldman Sachs. Holy cow. Holy cow. Okay. Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito, who penned the majority opinion in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, which obviously overturned Roe v. Wade, This also, by the way, should be headline news everywhere. I had to read this like two or three times. He says he has a pretty good idea who actually leaked that opinion. He was talking to the Wall Street Journal, and I'm gonna read you what the Wall Street Journal said. Justice Alito said the marshal, quote, did a good job with the resources that were available to her. The marshal's the one who investigated who leaked this majority opinion to the public in the months leading up to it. Marshall was tasked with investigating it so that we could hold that individual accountable for the crime they committed. Justice Alito says the marshal did a good job with the resources that were available to her and agrees that the evidence was insufficient for a public accusation. This is a quote from Alito. 
I personally have a pretty good idea who is responsible. But that's different from the level of proof that is needed to name somebody, he says. Alito, according to the Wall Street Journal, is certain about the motive. Quote, it was a part of an effort to prevent the Dobbs draft from becoming the decision of the court. And that's how it was used for those six weeks by people on the outside as part of the campaign to try to intimidate the court. I read this and I thought, well, wait a second. Wait just a second here. Wait just a second. Alito knows who leaked this draft? Alito knows who leaked this draft. We are, this has been almost a year. What was the date of that leak? This has been a year and Alito knows who leaked this draft. Are we ever gonna know who leaked this draft? We have a right to know, we have a right to know who this person is. This was one of the, the most significant assaults on the judiciary, on the third branch of our federal government that we've ever seen. It was an effort to betray the privacy of the court to actually try to coerce justices to change their votes by threats of violence. We have to know who this person is. We can't just close this because there was insufficient evidence. No, if you have a pretty good idea who this is, you keep investigating until you find that proof. It blows my mind that Alito knows this. I'm not criticizing Alito here. I'm criticizing the marshal or the investigators, but it blows my mind that he's like, yeah, I know who it is. So walking through the Supreme Court, walking through, walking through these buildings, what is Alito just like, this at the person? This is not a pool of very many people who could be the potential leakers. Not very many people had access to this draft. And when you take, when you remove conservatives from the picture, Alito, um, Alito said, this is what Alito, I want to read you his quote, actually. This is what the Wall Street Journal said. A few pundits on the left speculated that the leader, leaker might have been a conservative attempting to lock in the five-justice majority and overturn the constitutional right to abortion. Judge Alito says of the theory, that's infuriating to me. Look, this made us targets of assassination. Why would I do that to myself? Would the five of us have done that to ourselves? It's quite implausible. He also talks about, about how the threats of violence in a sense, according to leftist logic, were a legitimate tactic. Like it was, it, it was intended to spark the threats of violence. This is what the Wall Street Journal says. The campaign included unlawful assemblies outside of justices' homes, and that wasn't the worst of it. Justice Alito says, those of us who were thought to be in the majority, thought to have approved my draft opinion, were really targets of assassination. It was rational for people to believe that they might be able to stop the decision in Dobbs by killing one of us. On June 8th, an armed man was arrested outside the home of Justice Brett Kavanaugh. The suspect was later charged with attempted assassination and has pleaded not guilty. Justice Alito knows who this is that caused, that by the, by the illegal leaking of this draft for political motives, because they want abortion so much, they were willing to deliberately put these justices in the crosshairs of people who would assassinate them to keep abortion. And Alito knows who it is. There are two things that the American people deserve to know. Number one is we deserve to know who leaked the Supreme Court majority draft opinion on Dobbs, and we deserve to read the manifesto of the Nashville shooter that massacred six people at Covenant Christian School in Nashville. We know what's in both. We know it's going to be a, we know the leaker is going to be a radical leftist, pro-abortion. Probably, I, I know that there was a lot of speculation at the time of the leaked draft about who this could be. And there were some names bandied around among conservatives. We even speculated a little bit about who some possible people could be. Not, not direct accusation, but just 
plausible. We were analyzing each individual person. We're not gonna be surprised when we find out, but we should know who that is. Because that's how our justice system works. If we don't, if we don't hold people accountable, then other people are emboldened to commit similar crimes because they don't think they're gonna face accountability. And in this case, the person did not face accountability. Same thing with the Nashville Manifesto. We know what's gonna be in the manifesto of that terrorist. It's going to be queer theory. It's going to be anti-Christian bigotry. And the left doesn't want us to see that. We know what's in there. But if we don't see it, the left thinks that we won't recognize the reality. The left doesn't want, well, queer theory exposed for what it is. We deserve to know these things. Politicians and people that serve in public office work for us. They do not govern us. We are not their children. We are not their subjects. We have hired them. They work for us. We deserve to know the truth. And Alito knows the truth. I respect a man of integrity for not releasing a name without 1,000% evidence of this person. However, I cannot imagine the reason, the justification that the marshal used if they know who did it, but can't 100% prove it. You work until you 100% prove it. This is the nutty, this, is, this story is almost nuttier to me than Jeffrey Epstein. Almost nuttier to me than Jeffrey Epstein. Guys, if you have not already subscribed to the show, would you do that? Just pull out your smartphone right now. Go to Apple Podcasts. Click subscribe. Also, if you'd write me a review, a five-star review, please. And tell me which episode you liked the best and why. I'd greatly appreciate it. Every time you subscribe, it helps us um, grow the show. It helps more people hear the message. It invites more people to the conversation. It's really good for the conservative movement and this show that we are building together. If you prefer the video version, if you would subscribe on rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler, that's rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler, the fully uncensored version of the show. Don't have to deal with YouTube censorship over there. Rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler. I greatly appreciate everybody who has subscribed. Thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.